Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of School Talk, a student interest podcast. I am here today with a very, very good friend and an awesome student of mine, Patrick Burke. Patrick, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, so I guess I'll explain a little bit about what this podcast is before we get started. And um, from there, we'll just kind of get into today's topic. Um, so the way this podcast is going to work is every couple of weeks or so, I will have another student on this show where we talk about a common interest of ours that we can talk to the world about. And um, in this situation, I am with uh, Patrick, and we are going to talk about filmmaking and videography and what it means to be a filmmaker, because Patrick right now is working on a feature-length documentary called The Next Chapter, and it comes out at the end of this month. Patrick, how are you feeling? Uh, nervous. Very nervous. Ner- why? You don't... You're good. It's... It should be all right. It sh- no. it should be it should be okay. Patrick has like what, a week and a half left until this is done. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been brutal. Brutal. So, well, it's not brutal, but it's been fun though. I can imagine. But um, we'll talk more about that later. I think I just wanted to give um everyone at home sort of like a snapshot of what we're actually here, um, for and give them a little bit of your history. Do you want to explain a little bit about yourself and how you got into you know the art of filmmaking and video production and all that amazing stuff? Um, I th- there's kind of two main events that happens. Um, around the age of seven, I'd say, uh, my dad brought my brother and I like two like video cameras. That's how it always starts. Oh yeah, it was it was a jazz camcorder from like 2008. Hey, shout out to dad. Yeah, it shoot shoot like it would shoot like 480p. It was, it was <laughs> yes, really yes, fun. the coveted 480p. Like you know, yes, yes, I love it. It's my favorite. I th- I think everyone started off like that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the other one? Um, the other one, um, I would always kind of just carry the camera around. But then in seventh grade, uh, well, in seventh and eighth grade, um, well, first I saw uh, Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, and I was like, you said, I'm sorry, hold on. You said seventh and eighth grade. Uh, you saw yeah, sorry. Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Uh, well, there was something that happened in eighth grade too. That was pretty big. Okay. Uh, in seventh grade, it was uh, I saw Pulp Fiction, and it was, I think it was kind of the first time I like looked at a f- film like how did he like move the camera like that? Sure. And, like you kind of notice little things. The editing was really quick. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that's insane. Yeah. And then in eighth grade. Uh, I saw Citizen Kane for the first time. Oh, jeez! And uh, I was like, "Oh, wow, that's that's a trip." Oh, that was yeah, Citizen trip. Kane's <laughs> a trip. I mean, yeah, no, uh, long, long, long cuts, long, long cuts, and ooh, oh yeah, oof. oh yeah, awesome, awesome. So, um, I guess the idea of this podcast um, is to get an idea of different students and what they're into, and instead of talking about classes and instead of talking about school. We genuinely talk about what the students are excited to talk about and me trying to relate to that. In this case, I don't have to, you know, try too hard to relate. I am the um, the school's video teacher and I teach a bunch of other design and art classes. Patrick obviously knows this, but right. m- more for you guys at home. Um, and I just want to get in the head of some of my students and talk to them about what they enjoy to talk about and kind of just like have a good 30 minute discussion about fun stuff because we don't you know, get to do that a lot during the day because we're so busy. So um, Patrick took the, uh, you know, took the the spear 
um, the spearhead on this one, and he kind of just made a list of a bunch of different things that we're going to talk about. So I think the best way to do this is we're going to start just talking about number one, and we're going to go down. I think we have like three or four topics. So um, I guess I'll start number one, and I'll ask you, and we can kind of have a big discussion. Um, yeah, sounds good. Uh, favorite films. That was your first big thing. What are your, well, first of all, how many favorite films do you have? And what are your favorite films? And then I guess my question to you, because I think this is an interesting way to throw this, is like, what makes a film of yours? Like, what makes what makes the thing that you are calling your favorite film your favorite film? Like, what? why is it your favorite film? There has to be a reason. All right. Um, I guess, like, there's three major ones um, that I kind of flip-flop between saying it's my favorite. Sure. Uh, Spike Jones is her. Um, Charlie Kaufman, oh, Synecdoche, New York. Yeah. And uh, Federico Fellini's Eight and a Half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a little bit, you're one of those, like, you're a nerdy filmmaker. You like the, uh, yeah. yeah, obscure films. I, um, her is, um, that's Joaquin Phoenix, right? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's amazing. The, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. The direction that, the creative direction that movie took and sort of the, the design of that film, um, I remember watching it and it's, it's this thing that I've always been obsessed with, which is like, and I mean, I'm a technology teacher, so I guess it makes sense. But the idea of like being so close to technology that it kind of ruins your life. Cause I feel oh, like yeah. we're almost there on a daily basis. And the way, um, the way Jones captured that was like, it was, it's something that you don't really capture throughout anything but film. It's probably my favorite romance movie, to be honest weirdly like, enough right yeah. yeah it's it's addicting and i think the movie's addicting to watch which is maybe a commentary on technology i mean you've probably watched it more times than me i think i watched it a couple years back and it was like once um but i, I feel like the movie is so cold oh yeah but at the same time it's so warm because you have that romance that it it feels um it feels addicting i guess the soundtrack's amazing too oh arcade fire arcade fire ruins that movie it's amazing i love it it's it's incredible they um they always do a great their music's incredible but right. um i think they encapsulate what technology is and what it isn't which i think is important too because technology is a ton of things but it also isn't um cinematography wise why why her why her as as like one of your top films because there's a lot of films that you watch um you know on a yearly basis why why that one um her um well first off it looks amazing like the film like visually i think looks fantastic sure like there's some amazing like amazing shots in it sure um one that would stick out is probably the ending shot which i'm not going to spoil for anybody who hasn't seen I it i think i remember i think i do it's, it's been so long but i think i remember it's like a low light sunset shot that like and Hers ending is really like I think a big thing for a movie for me is uh, Usually I know a movie is one of my favorites if it sticks with you sure and all three of the movies that I said before They stuck with me in some kind of way. Yeah uh, And by stuck with you maybe for people who may because I think a lot of people might listen to this and Some people might not be into film. So when you say sticks with you, what are you what are you referring to? Well um, her um, it stuck with me because it kind of gets you thinking a lot about like just relationships in general and like what technology has an impact on how technology is going to have an impact on us like in the future. Sure. Um, for the other two, it's a little weirder because Synecdoche, New York is a film about like life and like death kind of. Yeah. 
Um, there was a point where I literally watched that movie like four times because it's meant to be rewatched, and it kind of at least kind of uh, you you don't feel good after watching it, but mm. it's kind of addictive because it's made to um, be watched several times. And yeah, I've watched a couple movies in my life that I think, and I'm not a I'm not the director, so I'm I don't know, but I feel like there are some movies out there that are designed like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, a, a couple movies come to mind, but like uh, like a lot of and I um I don't know if I have him down as one of my favorite directors, which we'll get to, but um like Edgar Wright, oh, we yeah. talk a lot oh, about yeah. him in class. Um, Pat's also in my classes, so this makes sense. But um, Edgar Wright, he puts this um this detail, this intricacy in all of his cuts, in his music, and his you know shots, and the the even something like just the um the wardrobe or set design oh, of yeah. just a like little place. Um, makes you want to go back and watch it again. So yeah, I, I think that's like, I don't think people that don't do film would ever think that way, but I think we should start, um, no matter oh, yeah. if you like it or not, because like, think about like music, right? If you want to like relate this to something else, like music's meant to be re-listened to, right? So like, if you make a movie like that, who's to say that's not like good? Yeah, a film uh, usually also, uh, the more rewatchable a film is, the better I think it is. Sure. Because um, there are a lot of films that are really good the first time you watch them, but like the second time, like yeah. if I'm telling myself I really want to watch it again right after I see it, mm-hmm. then that's how I know it's like that's it, they're doing their job like really well. In your opinion, like what do you think that's a testament to? Do you think that's a testament to like good story design? Um, good like cinematography or good direction or the actors like what do you think that falls into um i think it kind of depends on the movie personally okay um something like a synecdoche new york has like very like small um like details in the background so Mm -hmm. some of the filmmaking itself and like there's also little script details you don't get like on your first watch sure then there's like um i guess most animated movies have the thing where like you notice more things about the animation itself right i think like one that sticks out is probably like the nightmare before christmas because it's stop motion yeah sure sure i mean i think in like and we'll get to i think we're gonna move on i'm gonna i'm gonna explain some of my favorite films and it's gonna maybe i'll just tie directly into that because one of my favorite films is spirited away by Hayao Miyazaki. And if you don't know who that is, I know Pat kind of does, but if you don't know, he is a primarily Japanese um, illustrator and filmmaker slash director who owns or um, runs the company Studio Ghibli, um, again, out of Japan. And he's made a couple of really amazing like masterpieces for animation, um, one of those being Spirited Away. And I think it's that idea of the attention to detail within the drawings that kind of like leave you always looking for things. Um, but something that are not not a lot of filmmakers that are animators do um, that justifies um, Tim Burton and like Hayao Miyazaki and um, you know uh, John Lasseter when he was at Pixar when he was there, mm-hmm. um, it's that idea that you can write a really powerful story and send a powerful message through animation, mm-hmm. which we don't really like get a lot of with American like um, like Western animation. Um, like Pixar does it great and a couple other companies do a really good job but like you know when you look overseas and stuff and you look to the east you notice that a lot of these awesome animation films are awesome not because of the animation that's there too but it's like the story behind it so yeah like Tim Burton is a master at his at his craft with that like um, um, Nightmare Before Christmas and character designs like Sally and, um, and Jack Skellington and the mayor it's just like 
kind of blows your mind a little bit on how one person can kind of understand and conceptualize all that. Yeah, with Spirited Away, um, that's so far the only, like, Hayao Miyazaki movie I've seen. Sure. Um, like, I know for a fact for the, like, next few years or so, or pretty much my entire life, I'll be, I'll be able to watch that movie, like, several different times to, like, just appreciate it more. Yeah. I think all Hayao Miyazaki movies, I mean, like, I obviously don't go home and watch every single one tonight because it's a lot, but, like, if you sit back and watch, like, I think the trilogy, which everyone kind of agrees is, like, the trilogy, which is Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, and then My Neighbor Totoro, Mm -hmm. uh, you can tell that they're all vastly different in story direction, but they all have that same, like, weird magic that goes into them that you can't get from not animation. Um, Mm Weird fact. Um, I'm gonna like kind of yeah, go off of that because it's like a really crazy fact that um, there's a documentary called um, "The Kingdoms of Dream and Madness." It's Hayao Miyazaki's like um, they a documentary company follows him around and they follow him for a full year making a movie. And one of the scenes in the movie or the documentary is Hayao sitting down to write the storyboard for the movie. And I didn't know this until like last year. Hayao Miyazaki doesn't write scripts. He doesn't for any of his films. Really. No one in that studio writes script. They do not have script writers. Well, how do they like make the film then? That's a good question. That's. Um, <laughs> I wish I knew. Um, in the, in the in the movie, they the way it's 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 um, subtitled, so it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know, but it's a little bit lost in translation because of the way they explain it. But from what I understand, like the way Hayao Miyazaki does it is he sits down with the storyboards when they're done with the storyboard artist and him making them, and he in his head counts out the seconds that the scene is going to take that is crazy and then writes down annotations at the bottom of the storyboard on the dialogue that he wants the the cast to you know voice act when they go to voice act the characters and i think that's where you get so if you watch spirited away in any hayao miyazaki movie you kind of notice the unpredictability um it's kind of all over the place but it all makes sense which leaves you wanting to watch it again because you're always bound to find something new because the movie kind of is designed to not make any sense in a way it's non-linear and that's like unbelievable to me because as a teacher i mean i don't want to talk too much about teaching today but like during this but like I teach you guys to plan so far ahead. And then I look up to this person who's one of my favorite directors and he doesn't even really plan that much. He kind of just does it in his head. I guess that's from years of experience. I don't know. What do you like? Can you like, it blows my mind. I don't even know like what else to say about it. He's just literally like, he's nuts. I mean, that's insane to me. Like, I don't even, I have no idea how you could like structure a movie like that. I don't get it. I never understand it. I've watched the movie, I think like two times now. And every time you get to that scene, I just I my brain kind of melts because it's I don't understand how someone can have that much like bar, like processing power to just like churn out a movie in their head before they write it down. You like I don't creativity too. Like that's that's huge. I mean that's like the entire yeah. team. But but it does like I mean a lot of Japanese companies like Ghibli. Um, they really, really rely on one person, and that person is usually the creative director or like the the head, and that's Hayao Miyazaki. I mean, he doesn't he does have incredibly talented people working under him, but the stories when you watch them are his, um, which is another mind blowing thing because us in you know the U.S. and maybe even in other countries primarily focus on teams of people, where he focuses on himself and then the teams of people under him. It's kind of like this master and apprentice thing. So like, I think he's pushing. 75 now so i mean like yeah he's he's a master he's a master he's been a master for i mean he's incredible he's done this his whole life and if you watch the documentary you kind of get a feeling of like who he is as a person um 
which is vastly different than his movies, which is kind of weird, but a lot of his movies draw from real life experiences. Really? Which I want to kind of lead into um, our second kind of topic because I kind of want to get your um, your opinion on this. But favorite director? Favorite director? Um, a big one that I'd say had a massive like kind of impact on me mm-hmm. was uh, Spike Jones. Spike Jones. So so. Yeah, there's consistency in your favorite movie and favorite director, I can uh, yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, him um, and uh, Kubrick. Kubrick, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like the, like, I, I don't want to say like generic, like, favorite director, but he's... No, I mean... He's very common. To I know. mean, I have two favorite directors on here, and they're Scorsese, Martin Scorsese, and then Steven Spielberg. So, like, I get, I think... I mean, they're everyone's favorite for a reason, so... I think uh, there's a testament to, like, how generic they are. I don't even know if that that sounds mean, but it's, I mean, Scorsese is so traditional with everything that he does that it's, his films are always, to me and to a lot of people, perfect because he's so traditional. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he does everything so right and in the lines, but so good that you can't hate it. Like Wolf of Wall Street, um, you know, if you're under the age of 18, please don't go and watch that movie. Oh, yeah, don't, um, don't watch Taxi Driver either. Ta- um, <laughs> you know, that idea, like, it's, I mean, long movies, really, really kind of, like, like really kind of drawn out, but they're, they're traditional. And there's something to that that he does really well. Um, and then Spielberg is just Spielberg. I don't, like, I just... I assume you, Spielberg is, like... You can't, like, explain. I, don't, I can't, like, I, it's, like, maybe it's a little bit of nostalgia because I'm, like, you know, like, early 90s kid, but, oh, like... Yeah, yeah. You know, like growing up with like, you know, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, I got it. I got the tears flowing. But it's like, I, he, again, it's just this traditional sense of filmmaking that you you're, you're you still see a bunch, but you you're starting to see a lot of people try to shy away from that to be different. Yeah. That, which is awesome. I'm always about different. But like when you do something right for so long and it's mm-hmm. so great, like there's so much traditional, you know, there's there's something there. I mean, they were kind of just like born to make movies like you can like tell in interviews like they make it seem like effortless sometimes like they, i think they live and breathe it i mean I, if you if you listen to a scorsese interview it's like everything that he says is just thought out and it's yeah. always thought out because he's always thinking about it um he's never not thinking about filmmaking and i think like in an environment and we can even like relate this back to you going into college for this kind of stuff but like <laughs> an environment that is you know the industry and getting to become a filmmaker and making it in you know film and in in hollywood and whatever um you have to kind of almost just like breathe this all the time if you don't then you're no one's gonna want to watch your stuff because you don't believe in it yeah i listened to a commentary track where Mm -hmm. he was talking about like uh taxi driver uh he brought up at least like 27 foreign movies i've never heard of it's just he and he just he just knows his stuff i don't it's just yeah, he his wealth of knowledge is incredible. I mean, I encourage everyone if you're into filmmaking to go online, and he has something with masterclass. It's like a so many week um, quote unquote masterclass that's directed and you know created by Scorsese, and he goes through filmmaking. And some of the stuff he says is just like I don't know. It just changes the way you think about filmmaking in like the best way possible. Um, it's you know what I've noticed from that because I've I've watched the masterclass. Um, he oversimplifies everything to the point where it makes you feel kind of like dumb for <laughs> worrying about things like that to begin with. And it's just like, yeah, I guess he's right. But you don't think like him. He's just so he's so um, battle hardened by filmmaking, which is weird. 
Yeah. I mean, he's up there with like Miyazaki and stuff. Like they're, I mean, they're older, but they, you can tell like they have like decades of experience. You can't and like, as a teacher, as a student, you can't teach or learn that. You kind of just have to have a want to do it, mm-hmm. and then you just have to kind of ride it out and live and breathe it. And once you have that solid foundation, if you want it. Um, you can get to that point eventually, but it takes a long time. I think a lot of people think that they're just going to pick up a camera and learn the basics and then start making films. And even for you, you mean, you've been in film class pretty much for your whole entire high school career, or at least making films your whole entire high school career. And even now, like doing this project that we're going to talk about in a couple minutes, it's like, you know, there are challenges. And even though you know all the basics and you know all the cool stuff, it's it's tough. I feel like that scares a lot of people away from it, to be honest. It's like you have to fail to, like, succeed in filmmaking. And I mean, that's with everything, but... 100%. But I think with filmmaking, it's one of those things that it rides so much on the success and the execution of something mm-hmm. that when you do fail, it sets you back a lot. And I think that's why people get scared. Yeah, like, your first few, like, short films are not going to be, like, the best... Like no, you're, I mean, you're learning your so. first couple of feature films might not even be yeah. great. I mean, who yeah. like, I mean, let's be honest, some directors make it their whole careers and, and they never grab that thing that they're looking to grab. You know, it's true. I mean, art in general is just that thing that you're never going to become a master. That's like mm-hmm. the philosophy is that every day you're alive is another day you learn something. I completely agree with that. But, you know, there are some people who just get it and just hold on to that thing once they have it and they they know. Mm-hmm. Um you know, moving back to like Edgar Wright or someone that's like a little more contemporary. It's like you watch him and him going through a scene, even looking at like a screenplay or a script for one of his movies or it's just crazy how much detail he puts into something that's, you know, a car horn or something from Baby Driver. It's like it almost makes me feel bad for even like, you know, like trying, you know, it's like, how is he doing that? It's incredible. He it looking at their screenplays it's, it's nuts like, it's it's yeah I don't, I don't i teach it and i don't even get it um but yeah i i there's so many great i mean i can talk we can talk all day about great like directors oh, but yeah, i mean yeah. um i guess i want to kind of bring it back to like us because i think this is really oh, kind of yeah, self-serving yeah. in a way but like mike I, we have a question that we kind of made up you made it up so i mean if you want to ask it you can why don't, why don't you take the reins for a couple seconds here uh, why do we do this whole filmmaking thing? Why do we do... You know what? I'm proud of you just because of the fact that when you asked me this and I had to write down my like answer for you know preparing, I didn't know what to say. I was, I was kind of <laughs> taken back because I was hard-pressed to find like one single thing. There was tons of generic things that I was trying to come up with in my head. Um, I, I, I couldn't come up with a single thing. So... Um, <laughs> I have things, but I'm gonna. I wanna. I wanna hear yours. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Um. Well, it's kind of weird, cause uh, I'm trying to like find a way to explain it, just so people can kind of understand. Um. When I see like a really, really good movie, it normally will like stick with me for a while. Yeah. And um, I kind of want to do the same thing. Like, I want something. Want to like make something that might stick with somebody. Sure. Like some kind of way. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I can I can see I can, I get that like immediately like I think I resonate with that a lot. Um, I think like for me it's like things the, what I wrote down here and I'm just gonna read it. I'll read it like quote like I'll quote it. All but right. it's um I wrote things that can't be said can be filmed, mm. um, which is what I've kind of lived by throughout my whole entire like you know 
career, if you want to call it that, of like making things. And that, that doesn't have to be film. It can be video or, I mean, not video, but photo or um, music or video games or whatever you're developing or making. But it's like, you know, we do art and we do these things because we can't say them out loud. You know, like um, we can't express them with just simple words. Um, so when I make something, I'm making something with the point to make it expressive in a way that words can't. Mm-hmm. And it takes a really, really special set of tools and techniques and things to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what keeps us going. Yeah, the grind's real. The, the, grind, <laughs> the grind is real. The grind's real. <laughs> uh, the grind's real. Yeah, no, if anyone's listening to this and they're like an underclassman and want to do something like this, um, let, I want to. I want to go off because I, I want to start I, talking I, about the next chapter. I have one more thing that I want to say about this, but I really want to get to your. I want to talk to you about this because we've been dying to talk about this. But oh yeah, oh yeah. Do anyone? To- yeah, like I'm so excited. Oh yeah. Um, but anyone who's looking to get into this, you have to work so hard mm-hmm. to get oh, very okay. little. Um, I I want to ask you because I think uh, and I right. I wish I wanted to wait until the next chapter like when we talked about it but I wanted to ask you now because I think it relates to this with being okay. the grind being real but how many hours have you spent developing so pre-production production and then also now post-production on the next chapter alone as a project pre-production started uh, my junior year like the last <laughs> month like the last <laughs> month of the- Sorry, it's just like so. <laughs> it's so real. It hurt. like I'm almost crying because it, it's so real. It, it started um, junior year in June and uh, is oh, finishing man. up in January. Dude, of we're my so much. Year. We're so much older now, huh? Yeah, like we insane. started talking about this thing last year in June, and no one knew anything about it. And Pat was coming in for a capstone, and he had me as a digital photo kid, and then he had me for video <laughs> one last year because he never took video uh, one with me and like he comes in he's like i want to do a capstone and i'm like okay are you sure you want to do that and he's like yeah and then he like gives me this idea and it's june and it's for next year and i'm like okay um we have like a you know two years or whatever and now it's here um it feels weird because like i was 17 when i was starting i'm 18 now yeah it's like it's so bizarre it's i I love the projects that take the longest time. Like, yeah. like when I'm playing, like I'm gonna, sh- like I think we have a podcast coming up with a couple of kids talking about like pop culture and video oh, games yeah. and stuff because yeah. that's like a passion. But like I want to relate, like you know, Kingdom Hearts three, which is like a new video game that's coming out. Um, I've been waiting for this video game since I was 15 years old, and Jeez. I'm 25 now, and it's that's <laughs> that's 10 years of my life. And like to me, the projects that take the longest time show some form of a not efficiency i guess that's not the right word but something more than just like here's a thing that you can watch it's like i spent long on this like this took me forever what was that movie a couple years back oh no i'm gonna forget the name the one uh was it was it boyhood 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 right 12 12 years years, years. yeah i mean like a director followed a dude around for 12 years and he went from being a little kid to a dude and it was like to me that's like I can't fathom that in my head. I don't. I can't work on a project for three weeks. Never mind three years like or thirteen years. years. Like it's, it's nuts. that takes some form of like discipline that <laughs> I would love to teach kids, but I don't have. Like I couldn't do that. Um, but even for you, like your first feature thing is is a year in the making, uh, twelve months, pretty much. By by the time this is finished and everything is done, um, twelve months, like. That's nuts. 
365 days of just straight up production on a project. It's weird to hear someone say that out loud because yeah. like I haven't really thought like how much time it's actually been since sure. we started. I would love to see because obviously you can say 365 days mm-hmm. and obviously not every day you're working on the project. Every oh, day yeah. you're thinking oh, yeah. about it for sure. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But like I would love to, I wish there was a way that you could like log hours into like you being a person and then see how many of those hours get put into like you know <laughs> filmmaking because you can like log hours on like final cut or whatever you can see like how many hours has this project been worked on but like in general from making the first idea when you came to me and said i want to do a thing on the senior experience to now which is like you know all this time later and you're finished it's like how many hours like if you had a guess if you had to guesstimate right now how many hours do you think you've spent on just this project alone like pre-production and post-production everything 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 um like we're looking at like a few months like so that's like over like 200 hours probably like i guess i'm bad at math everybody don't <laughs> worry <laughs> me too me too but like no that makes it like tracks and it's like i think you like you just said like i don't like you just said that out loud and it's crazy that i haven't thought about that but for me it's like when someone breaks it into hours that's when i start to understand things i don't know what it is but like hours to me is like really effective i'm like when someone says i've worked three days on this project i'm like okay but if someone says like i've worked you know 72 hours i'm like whoa that's a lot of hours right um probably just my simple brain oh yeah it's like if somebody like says like oh you've only worked on this for like three months but then you're like oh i've worked on this for like over 200 hours yeah it's like, yeah it's like okay whatever like, uh, um yeah i don't i don't know it's just it, to me that's like wild but um so i wanted to kind of share a quote before we move on and then i think oh, that's yeah, going to lead yeah. nicely into yours because i want to ask you a couple of like things because i want to talk to you about this yeah sure um but the whole filmmaking thing um i quoted scorsese because i think obviously nice, we've just we nice. just kind of weirdly talked about that um but he has a quote that says i desire to tell stories and i'm never quite satisfied Oh yeah, and it's like again, it's one of those things. Like he's like Yoda. It's like, what did you just say to me? But it's like, yeah, I feel like everything that I've done is awesome, but I feel like I'm never happy with any story because I always want to tell more. Yeah, uh, filmmaking. The more you like do it, and the more like you kind of like research people who've done it forever, you realize it's like full of compromises and what you originally thought it was going to be it's probably either it's going to just be vaguely similar to what you thought it was actually going to end up being Mm. or uh it might be something entirely different so that's really that's like a really good way to put it i think Mm. yeah i mean yeah it's it's you're you're making things from your own brain but even then when you're alone and you're making something i've never have seen more changes in a product of mine than when it's like a film or a video Mm -hmm. and it's weird because like when i make music or when i make a graphic design thing like what i start off with is what i end up with like that has to happen when i make music i know i want to play these four chords on a piano and i make those four chords happen and they sound what i envision them to sound like like or you know thought they were going to sound like with film i think you're so right because it's like i want to have this do blank and this be blank and then Mm. at the end it's not even that at all but it's still okay yeah you got to be open to change and the when the change is coming from you and you alone it's like it's weird 
I think, which I never really thought about that before. It's really weird to see like it actually like come to because when I started editing, mm-hmm. it was like really bizarre because like certain aspects that are like I was super set on. I was like, I might have to get rid of this. Uh, there was this great um, quote from uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah, actually. sure. My boy Jonah it's, Hill. Uh, he just made his first feature length movie and he compared editing to like cutting up like your baby. Oh, geez. That's so grim. Yeah, <laughs> that's so grim. I, I, it really I is. Put that into I'm All just right. getting away. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Right, sorry about that. No, he, you're good. You're like, good. Basically, he's saying like you're cutting things out of the film that you like love. Like, sure. Certain things that you're like, wow, that's really awesome you're gonna have to get rid of it's brutal sometimes it's it's visceral it's like weird like i've never sat down at a computer (laughs) and felt sad before but like you know sitting down in i don't know i think you attached memories and you attach these strong emotions to like things that you want to do and it's it's like when i was in college like when i would do a piece and this is like i'll I'll never do this and it'll scar me forever but like you know like i used to make designs and i was in graphic because i'd be a graphic Mm. design like five it'd be like a really crazy like like you know like high up there high up there like almost at the end and like you know like the 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 instructor from whiplash would come in (laughs) like like the the and and he would walk in and he would like sit there and we would all be lined up and we would have all our stuff like in front of us and we'd be showing him and explaining it to him and one by one if he didn't like it he'd take it and rip it and you've worked like 24 hours on a design and it's gone now Uh. i mean it exists on your computer but it's 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 invalidated it's, you don't need it anymore because someone told you didn't or, you know, um, it wasn't the thing that you needed to get, right? And in a way, it's like you're doing that to your own work. Imagine, like, making this thing for 200 hours and then, like, start ripping pieces of it. And it's like, it hurts, but it's, like, necessary. And I don't think a lot of people can deal with that kind of stress. Yeah. Um, you actually just reminded me of something earlier. Uh, you said you watched the Martin Scorsese uh, Masterclass. Yeah, I remember one segment from it. He said, um, "If you're if you watch your first rough cut and you're not physically don't Ill. get physically ill." Oh, yeah, and, like, I mean, and it's right uh, though, and it's and it's. But film is just one of those things that you cannot learn after a certain point, and you just have to experience for yourself and do it. Um, and speaking of doing it, we'll get on to the last thing, which is the next chapter. Oh yeah. Um, so I just want to like you know just again, Patrick is working on you know a full feature length film or you know feature like documentary it's still a film um that highlights the lives of three seniors patrick do you want to explain a little bit about the process of the concept of the next chapter and maybe your motivations behind making it well um originally um i started writing like random ideas down and uh, i started like asking people what they would want to watch um and one of the people who uh, i actually ended up interviewing in the documentary uh, maddie we had a discussion in one of our math classes and she was like, Oh, well you should talk about like senior year. So then, um, I kind of evolved to getting three people who want three different careers. Then, um, we kind of just went forward with that idea. And then, then we started like storyboarding as much as you can because you can't really storyboard that much for a documentary because it's kind of just I remember I there. remember us having trouble at the beginning oh yeah um so if you guys don't I mean like just to get back around like I helped Patrick throughout this it was not my it's not my project I I mean I'm not even like you know I'm I, I don't have to be you know doing this but like I think it's so important that we get this out there because it's so special to me and then also you know Patrick and a lot of people because it you know 
does something really well and I'll have you explain but like I remember the beginning of this project and like the storyboarding process and it was like brutal oh yeah it's, um it's hard to like it's hard because like if you have like a fiction film if you ever plan on doing that it it's gonna change obviously but when you're it's when, coming from your head it's coming from, it's your, coming head, from your head so you, can, you just do it you can write that you out. write it you pretend like it exists mm -hmm. it's so hard to plan for real life and I think I guess that's a weird way that like your film kind of like kind of parallels that because like it's t you're talking about moving on the next chapter you're moving mm -hmm. on from high school but it's so hard to pair for like what's going to happen in real life and like we had a lot of um I, they're not, they weren't even arguments because we didn't argue but like we oh, yeah, like we had a lot of like conversations early on about like how we were going to frame this or you were going to frame this because like you don't you don't know you you don't like you don't know if one day um sean's gonna get super sick um and then not be, not be in for a week or you don't know if you know they're gonna even do the thing they want to do in life and i think early on we had to make the decision to say you know that's cool to understand and that's cool that that might happen but we have to just roll with the punches um a part of me is almost happy that you did this for your first thing because it was so different of a way to like plan and film something it feels weird that i'm gonna have like kind of a feature film before i graduate high school it's it, weird yeah i mean think about that <laughs> like yeah it's i don't think like and i can attest for this mm -hmm. because it's i've done like you know big projects before and it, mm -hmm. i don't think you see the whole tornado until the end because the whole time you're in the eye of the storm mm -hmm. um it's like that concept of like you working so closely on something that you don't realize how big the thing that you're working on is and in this case like you're working on a feature length film it's, I mean what is 50 minutes 50 60 minutes almost an hour probably like around there it's edited down right now to like around like 45 ish so like it, you working so closely on that and then stepping back doing one of these like this podcast for a bit and understanding that like this is a feature length film you right now how does it feel that you're doing promotional material or promotional work for your first feature-length film does it feel like you've made it well um i i well first it was on twitter and uh i don't really use twitter that much so it was like the first time i used twitter in like two months yeah it feels odd i i liked that people the the reception to the trailer has been mostly positive oh, yeah can so. we say like a quick thank you to like um like mr rubin oh yeah thank you so much uh he like he tweeted it out we sent him the trailer we put it up on youtube if you haven't watched it yet go on twitter um go on mr rubin's twitter it's there you can also look up uh, patrick burke on youtube and find the trailer and it's an incredible trailer that we put together um we should also think um the wildlife, the wildlife. Oh, yeah. we have um we got licensing for this for this film to use music which is like we have a band that you we can use. We got an we indie got band, band that you can band. use, and they they're cool with it, and it's awesome. And they I don't I don't know if we've sent it to them yet. We should probably send them the trailer. But like, um, you know, their song fits so well. But like everything oh, has yeah. been working really well, and I think I've been monitoring the Twitter because I love to watch things happen. And like the the video has a ton of views. Um, everyone is like super pumped about it, and I think it's generated a lot of like positive hype. Yeah, that's the thing that also kind of freaks me out because because now it's, it's like, you can't you can't like. You can't take it back. It's out there. Yeah. Like you, you have to deliver now. Even if I delete everything like on social media, it's now it, everybody knows about it's it. It's expected. Most people know about it, yeah. So. That's, that's, that was, I think 
I'm just gonna like I haven't even told you this yet, but I think watching you do this stuff, I think that was the hardest part for you oh, yeah. in the oh, whole thing was the minute we hit the button. Like I know, like I felt like you were even a little bit the day of like stalling to put it up there. Oh yeah, I kept I deleted the video at least like three times. Like before. and like I like, I, okay, I never it. could resonate with someone more because I get it. Like it's so easy to work on something that no one knows exists yet. But the minute one person that's out of the circle knows that it exists and everyone else starts to know, it's like you have to do it. You can't not do it. So like you're on the roller coaster and you're strapped in and you're going up the climb and you can't stop it. So it becomes a thing once it's like out it, there. It becomes a thing. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, what, what do you what do you want to tell us if we've never watched the tra- if we haven't watched the trailer yet, if we don't know anything about this film? not to be generic but like in a couple sentences give me like an explanation uh, of what the next chapter is and then we'll kind of do an outro from there so um the next chapter it follows the live well the mainly the high school experience of uh maddie arroyas john morrissey and ryan paxton they're three seniors uh very very good friends of mine um all three of them want to do different career uh, pads in their future. Sean wants to be a math teacher. Maddie wants to be a lawyer, and uh, um, Ryan is looking into electrical engineering. So they're all three of them are kind of doing that. So we're uh, trying to show people kind of like how they've been coping with the fact that we're gonna be out of this building soon, and uh, you know their th- <coughs> sorry their thoughts on like uh, college coming up and stuff, and um, uh, hopefully. Uh, I don't make people cry because that's also been a thing. Yeah. Um, I think that's like the best way to put it. Like I, that explanation is like perfect. Um, <laughs> I know like for, as like kind of like a last little thing that you kind of, I, I, we talked about this, so I, I kind of want to like leave it to you, but I know you have like a little bit of like a twist slash surprise for us today. Do you want to kind of take it over? All right. Um, I've always wrote a few people about this, but it's mainly the people who've been working with it. So the seniors, uh, there's going to be two parts to this. So, um, part one is the first half of senior year. Uh, part two is the second half of senior year. Uh, second half, um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, a little more. Dude, you got to make two different films. Oh yeah. It's except this one, this one, I I feel a little more confident about the second part because I kind of know what to expect now. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think the second part will be good too. I'm so excited that you're like, I'm so excited that like that's a thing um (laughs) i was so happy when we decided that and like the idea behind having like this two-parter like this whole time we've been talking about this thing during the podcast and it's like yeah where you're making a feature-length film and it's gonna be awesome but like no one now until now knows that like you're also making a second one right after it like i don't think anyone at home understands but like Patrick and I, or Patrick, I mean, I started, you know, directing with him, but like Patrick has been working on the pre-production for part two since he started the post-production of yeah. part one. So oh, like, it's it's crazy that we're able to do stuff like this and we, we can't be more, I can't be more proud of like how far you've become like, or how far you've come in like the idea of being a filmmaker and being a creative mind, which is like, now I'm seeing a person that's not unsure about what they're doing, but they're very much confident and excited to kind of just do what they need to do to get things done. 
So I think I'm going to leave it there. Um, right. Patrick, do you have anything else you want to tell anyone at home? Do you want to say anything? Um, uh, keep on the lookout for uh, next chapter. Should be good. When does that come out? Um, later this month. Yeah, uh, end of January, I think, is the is yep. the is the the uh, the date. Will it what will it be on? Have we decided if it's going to be on like a YouTube or or anything like that yet? Uh, I'm still trying to decide that. Sure. Um, I'm going to kind of see how. Uh, well, since it's a capstone um, project, I have to present it first to a group of people. So after that goes by, um, I'll see how to distribute it properly. Be on the lookout for the next chapter coming out at the end of January 2019. Um, yep. Patrick Burke, thank you so much for being on the first episode of the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, folks, I hope this becomes a bi-weekly thing. I hope I can do more of these. This was so much fun. We ran a little bit late. We decided <laughs> it was going to be a 20-minute podcast, and it's 42 minutes, but I'll try to cut this down in post. Um, thank you so much for everyone for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I am UHSArtNerds. Patrick, do you have a Twitter that you want to plug? Um, I think it's like Pat Burke. I don't even know. He doesn't even know. Um, <laughs> follow us for more information on the next chapter. I will be tweeting out things the closer we get to release date. And I will also be posting um, updates on the show. Uh, this has been School Talk, a student interest podcast. My name is Joseph Barris. I hope you guys have an awesome day, an awesome afternoon, an awesome evening, whatever you're doing. Um, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace.